Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Will. So, you guys, uh, last week we had the Fed Reserve come out, Jerome Powell come out with their next fall, their next policy statement, their rate hike, and their press conference. Uh, a lot of things I heard were similar. There's a couple things I heard that were a little bit different. So, let's dive into this. Talk about what did they say, number one. Let's talk about what that means for people in mortgage and real estate, number yeah. two. Yeah, and right. for people who are buying their cars. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> and have credit cards. Credit cards. That's right. And have savings accounts. <laughs> and are looking to get into debt. Right out the gate. Yeah, all of those things are going to be- All that and more on today's episode of Mortgage Heroes Podcast. <laughs> oh my All those goodness. directly impacted right away, right out the gate. So uh, as you've probably seen by this point, the Fed came out with their most recent rate hike, which was another quarter percent. That takes the Fed rate range from five and a quarter to five and a half. Um, and Jerome left room. This is one of the biggest takeaways I had from my notes is he left room for there to be even yet another rate hike or a pause in September based yep. on the data that comes out between now and then. The caveat is he had in the previous meeting said, well, we might have to have two more rate hikes this year. So yeah. it was kind of baked in that maybe he'd have one in September, but then there's like this market reaction that maybe they won't because he kind of suggested we'll see if the data lets us pause. I don't know. What do you guys make of that? It's going up. We're going to get another right here. That's it. It's it's going to happen. I think what happens is uh, uh, we it slowly starts to trickle in as the weeks progress. So yeah, rates maybe are holding right yeah. now, but we'll feel it in the next couple of weeks as everything kind of just takes the market. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because the market reaction on the day of the meeting last week was like mild, but then mm -hmm. like Thursday after that, mortgage rates went crazy. Then the market kind of ended. Yeah, boy, that day, we the, the, the market performed good. Yeah, right? the other day we lost 50 basis uh, yeah, points. And Following them back, and then we've been teetering, tottering, up and down. Yeah, it's hard to understand, guys. I'm telling you. Yeah, and I, I think I think an unsaid part of this story, even as it relates to mortgages, is that they're not in control of it. Number one, like this high, this idea that the Fed can control inflation, I'm really losing confidence in that because mm -hmm. it's not up to them solely. Number one, number two, there's way too many market factors and variables that go into the inflation storyline. And number three, the specifically the mortgage-backed securities market is not yet defined yeah. wholly by their policy. It's it's encapsulating everything. Yeah. Um, I think you make a good point. I don't think that they have their hand on it. Um, I think they were just dealt that responsibility to you know take care of this task. But at the same time, it's so intertwined with so many things in the economy, with the consumers, with company spendings, with jobs, with with the uh, what is it uh, income. So it's it's really them just reading to us what the economy is doing and letting us know what right. they're doing about it or how they think they can have better solutions for yeah. you know what's occurring. But in reality. We, as people every day, what we're doing, how we're doing it combined is what really dictating the economy. So if you want to see change, you're going to yeah. have to see everybody change yeah. if you want to see the changes that we want. But it's, yeah, but it's difficult. Effect. Yeah, here we go. Unemployment at its lowest. Right. Job right. creation, it's at its best. People still spending money. <laughs> like it, it's just, a, it, they're saying one thing, but the consumers still yet yeah. to yeah. feel it or show signs that it's what they're saying. Well, and so, so that's a good point. Cause that's one of these things where it's like, it's this haves and haves nots. Like how is it still so resilient yet the, the, yet the, co the yet the costs of it maintaining resilient have become even more higher pressured on the person spending money. Like it's become more expensive to do almost everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 but, but this resilience is coming from somewhere still. Yeah. So they, they clearly think there's more in the tank that the consumer has to, mm. to, to tolerate. And even the consumer is admitting with consumer sentiment being high that it's even higher now than it was six months ago. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, it, it, it's it, part of me honestly has a hard time digesting some of what they're saying. And yes, they're reporting out what, they're, what they know. Uh, the other part of me is just like, this is wild because I actually 
don't think that they're going to be able to do what they're trying to say they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really don't. I'm sorry to say that on the show, guys, but I'm losing confidence that they are going to be able to affect the outcome that they want. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> you know, you have a, confidence? Here's you still a, have confidence? Here's a quote that I read the um, the other day was the good news. Okay, the good news: the Fed doesn't expect a recession. The bad news, and it's just a question mark. Well, what is it? Yeah. Come on now, like where are we going with these guys? Where yeah. are we going to head? How do we control this? And how do we move forward? When I thought we were in a recession, we're not in a recession. Like Fed, please let's get it together here. You're what are you announcing here? Bad news is housing. Housing. The bad yeah. news is housing. <laughs> always. Always. Housing is getting clobbered right now. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, the housing is getting clobbered really in some areas. In our area, it's just because, again, simple economics, supply and demand. Yeah. Right. Right. And here's the other thing that I found interesting. We're telling our kids, guys, get skill training. Go out there and yeah. just go to school, get your degree, get all this. But here we are, construction, remember back in the day when my dad and, uh, well, my mom and all of them, they were construction, like people would go out there and actually work on yeah. homes, work mm -hmm. on buildings, do all the, have all these contractors to yeah. go out there and do construction. Take a look at it now. My son, none of my kids ever said, hey, I want to be a, go to work in construction. Yeah. Nope. If you really think about that. Right. And I think that's, you know, moving forward, that's going to be a challenge that we're going to be well, facing. And, well, and an opportunity. It's a challenge on one side, but yeah. the skilled labor demand yeah, is going to be in, in high demand because it's just, it's that. It's like you were talking to me the other day about your car at the mechanic. It's like, okay, well, we need a mechanic just to, to put brakes in the car, still change the oil, yeah. with service the air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. So, the, and, then, and then we, a couple shows ago, talked about the AI situation, how AI is making its way into the workplace and the corporate America yeah. and all that. Like, there's a lot of change happening at the same time in and among this housing conversation the fed rates ai and really demand for labor and what kind of labor is needed exactly by i know ai isn't going to weld something <laughs> no, <laughs> no so there's a, there's a lot yeah, of you yeah. know there's a lot of opportunities for trade workers and trade skills to be picked up yeah. and yeah. people don't know and especially younger generations that they feel that they need to be an entrepreneur they need to be a doctor yeah. or a lawyer you can be a a trade worker and make six figures oh yeah. and you can be a contractor and then oh, yeah. build a whole company off of that it's just literally the stigma that they have on that industry yeah. that oh you're a blue collar worker well some blue collar workers weigh more than white collar workers it just depends yeah, on what, that's true what works for you but tying it down to you know to to the real estate market i honestly feel with the rates and everything happening we can't really control the direction of where they're going to go all we can control is our situation and the decisions that we make mm -hmm. so if you're looking to buy or you're looking to get in the market assess your situation your positioning and what you foresee happening yeah. in the next mm -hmm. couple of years yeah. because whether the rates are up or they're down if you can afford the monthly payment that's all that really matters because you can refinance down the line but the monthly payment right now is going to be the biggest caveat yeah exactly. and the people that i'm seeing buying are the people that have high income they have low low, low, low debt uh, high credit high scores, credit scores. and they have you know a stable enough income that is allowing Correct. them to surpass the you know the bidding wars the multiple offers you yeah. know the higher prices unfortunately this isn't a market for everybody to buy it just just yeah. isn't but for the people that do have those situations like they need a bigger house they need a you know renting doesn't make sense anymore financially or their house that's bigger doesn't even need that yeah. much space anymore, so yeah. they need a downgrade. Yeah. yeah, and there's gonna be there's life change. There's always life 100%. change, right? There's 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 death, divorce, debt, things that yep. cause people to do certain things in real estate. But I think we're gonna be in that situation. We're talking about high income or dual mm -hmm, income, mm -hmm. high credit, um, low DTI, yes. uh, overbid. I think we're gonna be in that for a while, guys. Yeah. I, I don't. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. One of the things that Jerome was saying the other day at the press conference that I kind of heard, and it was not in his prepared notes. This was during the press conference Q and A, um, and he he was he was basically essentially saying 
meaning that the they're, they're ready to do this and hold this higher for longer yeah. because the consequence of not doing that has a much worse effect on the economy Absolutely. at large than by some temporary unemployment. Mm. So they're leaning on this idea that unemployment as an outcome is better than inflation becoming entrenched for the entire economy for longer than expected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for us that means okay, we got to we got to keep doing we got to keep doing the show number 1. We got to talk about what's going on, answer people's questions, we got to be talking to our realtors, talking to our past clients, talk to our family, talk to our friends, talk to our neighbors, talk to our coworkers That's it. so that everyone knows what's going on, but then honestly, we have to admit that this is going to take some time. Yeah. This yes. will take some time. There has not been a quick solution into this. There will not be a quick solution out to this. Especially with all the stats, all the data that's coming out, you know, with the reasoning of why we had another rate hike. Yeah. Yep. The data just doesn't look in our favor. It doesn't look like we're really controlling that inflation. We look great on paper. As, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and so much of it is a catch 22. It's yeah. like, oh, we're not seeing prices come down in certain segments. That's right. Well, I still have to feed my kids. Yeah. I got to put gas in my car. I have to buy clothes. I have to buy toilet paper and cleaning supplies. So there's still this like staples and core good spending that's happening, even at elevated levels, because it's again, needed. I just said it, yeah. it's core and staple goods. So we're not going to get out of all of those things. And each of those things is representative yeah. of a company and their own set of employees and their own debt and all that kind of stuff. So the other day you brought up something about, um, you know, when they're putting out products, they're they're skimping them, right? Yeah. So we yeah. went to the we went to Albertsons the other day. Michelle got a, a pickles uh, uh, jar, yeah. and I saw it, and it looked a lot smaller than the one we had just bought, probably like a month and a half ago, right? Yeah. And I saw it, and I was like, why does it look like it's smaller but filled up even more? <laughs> I'm like. Ah, uh, Michelle's like, oh no, they're just you know they're adding more so that they don't have the airspace anymore. I'm like, babe, 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 babe. <laughs> there's only it's five taking a now. lot more expensive to produce this. They're making it look like there's more in a smaller packaging. Yeah, yeah. yep. There's five pickles, not but, six. But yeah. no, but to your point, a lot of the other jars and cans looked a lot smaller as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And and I think that's and you know if you translate that into some other parts of the economy, like I was, I was thinking about car sales the other day. Yeah. So if, if car sales slump and they get slower and prices come down, but the cost of our money to your point yeah. is still higher, well that monthly payment is the same. Yeah. If you have a thousand dollar monthly payment because you bought a ninety thousand dollar car, but then it's a seventy thousand dollar car with a twice as high interest rate, You're it's still a thousand bucks. Yeah. It's, so it's getting more expensive. Definitely getting more expensive. Um, so we're just we're just like uh, I heard this great explanation the other day. Sorry, no, no, it go, was go you know it, it's like holding a water balloon. You can squeeze that water balloon on one side and it just puts the pressure over to another side yeah, of the 100%. balloon, but it's all still contained in that system. And yeah. like, oh, that's such a great analogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until it pops. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Well. <laughs> no, so I was gonna say. Um, Everybody knows that the Fed doesn't control mortgage rates, right? right. But right. they do influence them. One thing that I did want to make a highlight on is that if you're looking to get a HELOC or an ARM, that mm. is directly tied to the prime rate. Yes. So that is going to get affected in these next couple of weeks. So if yeah. you're looking to get a HELOC, act fast because it's going to get a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. If you're trickling in with the ARMs, make sure you... It makes sense, and you get it at a lower rate before yeah. they start trickling up because it is. That's yeah. a fantastic yeah. point because also, like we were talking a second ago, that's there's a timing element. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'll wake up tomorrow and Fed and the, the prime rate's going to be lower because the Fed funds rate is lower. No, he's saying that we're going to cut rates when we decide that cutting rates is yeah. going to be the right move to make. And he, then he ended that, that comment with, and we don't see that, I don't see that happening this year. Yeah. So that means that if you need a HELOC now in the month of August, all the way through the end of 2023, guess what? The rate's gonna be the rate That's from right. here on out. That's it. It's not gonna That's get it. better because he's admitting they can't make, make it better. the conditions yeah. better. Yeah. So good point. Thanks yeah. for bringing up the HELOC situation. Yeah, exactly. Pay more. 
Pay more, <laughs> yeah, pay more on your money, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but again, like let's go back to the construction conversation. Let's say you need that HELOC because yeah. you have equity in your house. Your first is super low. We refinanced yeah. everybody in the last two years to two and a quarter, two and a half. But you got equity. You need to build that ADU, get those construction jobs, pay for those supplies. The money might be in the house, and it might be only unlocked by the HELOC. That's right. Yeah, no, and it, it just goes to show that if you really want to tap into your equity, there is the ways. It's just understanding, you know, what you're doing. It's not a bad thing if you're using it for the right reasons. So I would suggest you look into that if you really need it, because it's it's a security blanket if it's if you have it there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, one one thing I wanted to uh, just bring up, you know, with you guys here, especially because you're on the front lines of originating loans and talking with realtors, talking with borrowers who are aspiring to be homeowners, and uh, you know, this whole month by month idea. And there's so much economic data that comes out that I talk about a Monday mortgage minute that I'm talking what's, what's on the calendar, what's the impact, what's the Fed doing, how's this impact your money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, it might be month by month for the Fed, but I really feel like for us it's day by day. Like, yeah. is that is that is that me from the sidelines watching you guys and going, oh, it looks day by day, or maybe even conversation by conversation? No, you, I What's, think you hit it. You hit it perfectly. I, I just got off a conversation yeah. with a client, and they asked me, um, oh, so you know, if we get into contract over the weekend on Monday, um, will the rates still hold Friday's <laughs> levels? And I'm like, that's actually a really good question. Unfortunately, the market opens up new every day, so rates are going yeah. up and down, up and down every hour, every day, and every week. So at that moment, once we get your information, we get the contract, then we can lock and see oh, what yeah. pricing that day oh, yeah. is. Um, but it is a day-to-day, and that's what I tell clients. The rate could be higher today yeah. than it is tomorrow, so it really comes down to the time and place where we get the offer accepted because then we'll know exactly what the Absolutely. days are. Absolutely, yeah. All we can do now is just basically make sure that we give our clients the upfront information to let them know, hey, it could be a little volatile, so expect rates to range in between yeah. this so that they're not surprised yeah. when they see a higher rate once yeah. you know they yeah. got from what they got approved. Yeah, ch- rates change. I mean, we yeah. in, in one day, I've seen at least 20 to 30 rate changes yeah mm-hmm. for the better for the worse for the better for oh, the we worse. get alerts and i get that's it that's when i put my my cell phone on airplane mode so i don't hear the ding 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 because it's just uh. like you know i get all the <laughs> alerts it's just like here we go yeah. so, so what do you what do you think i mean so you know we we're a little bit long in the tooth yeah i have you have more hair than i do we've been around a long time we've seen these kinds of things yeah. before even though the set of conditions are different uh, you know, what do you think this this looks like for the rest of the year for mortgage and real estate? Yeah, I just think with the Fed announcing what they did, um, knowing that there's going to be another potential rate hike and way the data's coming up with r- jobs just being you know created more and more, inflation being where it's at, unemployment being at its lowest. I really think we're gonna. This is gonna end all the way through. We're gonna go through mm-hmm. higher rates, facing it through the year end, mm-hmm. and we're gonna still have the same issue with housing. Yeah. You so know? the lack of supply and inventory. That uh, lack of supply, exactly, and you know, rates again going just increasing, and knowing that they're gonna increase again, that just puts everybody on the fence once again. Yeah. Well, when's that gonna happen? And with the home supply being the way it's at, it's just like, well, let me just kind of put some things on pause unless I really need it. Like for instance, we have a client that's coming from Maryland. He really needs his home. He's got he received PCS orders to San Diego, but he's limited. That same home that he's looking for in here in Eastlake Chula Vista is not possible for him. It's not in his budget. Oh, so oh. he will have to commute all the way to to uh, Marietta, oh, which wow. is Riverside, you know. Whoa! And he'll be stationed in actual in Point Loma, you know. And so, 
he and, he and his wife will be doing that commute and that's where it's needed and that's where they're looking elsewhere wow. to fit that budget and when the rates go up guess what that happens it takes away from that buying power right yeah you know and 100%. so now we have to kind of place people in different places yeah. so yeah it's not what we're neighborhood still, you want it's what what payment can you afford and where is that that's yeah, correct it's like inverse a little bit, but uh, but you're describing something I wrote down here is, is you gotta have grit. I think that's, that's what's gonna right. happen is if you're gonna get in this market, you gotta have grit because there's gonna be a separation. I think I've already seen it and maybe I've just been a little reluctant to admit it, but there's like a separation of the people. I think people are somewhat exhausted and tired of all this on, on some, uh, for some, for some of part. Course. And then other people, they're like, they have this like tenacity, like no, even despite these headwinds yeah. and these challenges, I'm gonna make it through. Yeah. I'm gonna go get that house. I'm gonna get in that neighborhood. I'm gonna make that payment. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do because I need to provide for my family. We're having we're having a second, third, fourth kid or whatever it is. I'm bringing in an elderly parent. I need yeah. the room. So there's going to be concessions made and people are going to, I don't make, not say make compromises. They're going to make changes in, in their own conditions to fit and suit Correct. what the need And It's for. not so, going to be a compromise. It's going to be a sacrifice. Everything yeah, that right, we do yeah. in life, Thank it's you. going to be a sacrifice, right? Yeah. And people tell me, should we still buy? Should we wait? Listen, real estate, it's always an investment. If you're yep. looking long-term, you're not going to go wrong. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the Fed's doing right now, what the things are happening. These things happened before. Yep. You know, at that time, money was very expensive because people's salaries and income wasn't as great as it is now. Yep. And so we just continue to adjust to these things. But the prices of homes, I really think, is just kind of getting a little out of hand. No, but I'll piggyback off what you said because it's like, pick your heart. Yeah, pick your yeah, heart. You know, like if, if once rates come down, uh, uh, competition is yeah. going to go crazy, right? right? Yeah. So, so what sacrifices? Like you said, great word. What sacrifice are you willing to make right now yeah. to to in the future have the pleasure that you want? Yeah. Because right now you get in, great, you hold it. Now you have leverage to use that property you got in right Absolutely. now to then leverage it to get your other property that you really want, and perhaps use yeah. that as a yeah. stepping stone yeah. to get that you know forever house or the better house that you were wanted. But that sacrifice you make right now is going to set you up. Absolutely. And you know what's going with the sacrifices now when I'm starting to see it, it, me being in this industry actually going out 16 years. What I'm starting to see from my clients is they're really starting to visualize themselves down the line. Yeah. yeah. This is before it was more of an impulse of I like this house. Right. Let me get right. in there and I could see myself getting out of this driveway, etc. Right. And it's like maybe this wasn't the place they didn't really think about it. Now I'm looking at it like my clients that are coming mm, from Maryland. Right. I can rent this. Hey. I'm looking at long run. I'm looking to retire soon in another couple of three years. So I'm willing to make that commute. I've been wanting that nice oasis pool, that nice yard, yep. you know, where now I'm going to be a grandparent because mm. he's at stage in life Got where it. he's getting okay. there. Mm. So they're starting to see the bigger thing. If I do it here in Chula Vista, that may not happen. Mm. That home is going to be selling for that 1.3, 1.5 million. <sighs> where there, it's at 750, 800. Right, right. A lot more affordable, affordable yeah. for what they're able yeah. to do. Mm. So I'm seeing that they're willing to make and sacrifice that commute because in two, three years, I'm thinking of retiring and I want to enjoy home. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to look at it. And just in general, for anybody that's looking to get into yeah. real estate, even if you're young, what's your five, 10 year goal? Yeah. If that's you get it. in a condo today, that's okay. Tomorrow you rent that out, you use it to leverage yeah. another property. That's it. And then wash, rinse, and repeat. So mm -hmm. I think uh, understanding your long term goals is going to set the path clear for, you know, whatever you want to do. And yeah. I, I love that you said that because I'm, you know, I watch you guys all the time and, and I'm, I'm here having these conversations with you guys and meeting off camera and all that. And, and you know, I see, I used to, you see youth and experience. And I know on the experience side, you know, we've been through a difficult time yeah. before. And then I know I've had a conversation with you about, you know, living through 2008 and 2009, 2010, where, yeah, Fun. stuff was really fun. Uh, sarcasm yeah. included. <laughs> uh, sarcasm <laughs> intended. 
Uh, but but being around an environment where we've proven that you can win through that time, I think really matters because there's going to be a thinning of the herd. There's going to be a culling of how many loan officers loan officers there are. There's going to be a culling yeah. of how yeah. many realtors are, how many professionals are left. And then again, back to the AI thing, you might see jobs in the next 12, 24, 36 months. Some people in real estate, those jobs be changed or even eliminated due to the aids oh, yeah. of, of computer learning and AI. But that youthful resilience that Brian and Brian's clients and Brian's agents yeah. bring along with the experience is actually making us better suited for this moment than even I was aware of 12 months ago mm. because we can blend all that together yeah. and come up with solutions and find places where people can live, yeah. make, a, make a way for them to increase their income, decrease their debt, increase their yeah. credit score, <laughs> and then have that long-term view. You're talking about five years, 10 years, 15 yeah. years, where they do get to have that dream here in Southern yeah. California. 100%, yeah. and it's literally like, a like I'm glad you brought that up because I am obviously the youngest here, <laughs> but I do leverage a lot of your experiences, a lot of what you has gone through to be able to forecast, you know, I haven't gone through it, but I know that people in my office and in my team have, and this is how you could better your situation Absolutely. or set yourself up to make that yeah. jump or, you know, make that thing happen for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things are changing so fast. They are. Yep. Oh, yeah. fans. And they're going to continue to. Exactly. I never understood the word pivot so much <laughs> as I do now. Dude, it's like, you move, know? pivot, 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 pivot. <laughs> Except for the, no no Fed pivot, yeah. right? No Fed pivot. No pivot. <laughs> yeah. Now I know why Patrick Mahone gets paid so much money. He knows how to pivot. Uh, hey, that's right. <laughs> So, oh well, uh, th thank you guys. I know that we're, you know, we have to deliver some like kind of a reality check and pulse of yeah. the market and some stuff right now. But I, I do, I do hold some optimism too. And I talked about that in uh, this week's Monday Mortgage Minute as well of like this, we're built for this. We're built to help people through these times because we've already lived them firsthand. So if someone's having their first experience in real estate <laughs> in this type of environment, we're, we've already been here before. Yeah. We've got a place ready for you. We've got a seat warmed up and we're ready to help you win. Let's go. So just to hop on board, we'll take you to key. where you got to go. So Absolutely. Well said. Uh, thank you. Memo, thanks for being on the show today. Brian, yes. thanks again for your time. Mm -hmm. And thank you all for watching the Mortgage yes, Heroes weekly podcast. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and turn on notifications so you catch every episode. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you'll always hear from us every single week. Thanks again for watching and we'll yes. see you again next week. Bye, guys.